0: Welcome to the third episode of Writing Fiction. My name is Angela Wallace-Moore. I'm a novelist and poet, and in this podcast, I'd like to share with you some writing tips about atmosphere and pacing in your novel. Let's deal, first of all, with atmosphere. How often have you read a book that you just couldn't get into? It wasn't just the storyline or the characters, there was something you couldn't quite put your finger on. Maybe you couldn't visualise the location and the characters seemed to exist in a vacuum. Or perhaps the author didn't manage to get you to suspend your sense of disbelief. It all seems a bit hollow and two-dimensional, somehow pallid and lacking in colour. As I mentioned in the previous episode... Plot design and characterization are foundational aspects. But what brings your work to life is the capacity to create an atmosphere in which you can lose yourself. The sort of atmosphere that makes your readers feel at the end of the book that they wish it wasn't over. They wish they could keep reading on and on because they've fallen in love with the world you've created. What is it about books like that? What keeps you enthralled with the world the writer created? I work hard at creating atmosphere in my novels, and readers have sometimes said to me that they knew I must have been to the places in the books because they'd felt the essence of place. Certainly this is true. I live in Sydney and have spent time in all the places I mention. The Australian scenes, Crete, Paris the south of France. Of course this helps and there's an old saying write about what you know but that's not enough by itself. You need to convey the feeling of location and its atmosphere the essence of place. You might be writing a novel which is set in one house or even one room but if you can convey a vivid sense of that environment you'll hook your readers So how do you do that? Detail, short visual sketches, little vignettes which convey something of the people who inhabit the space and the space itself. Use your senses. What are the sounds, the images, the aromas? Is it hot or cold? Is there a breeze? How do these relate to the story? Do they foretell some event? Here's an example from Children of the Gods. The heat of the day seeped from the sandstone walls, where frangipani and morea blossoms released their perfume into the evening air. Olive trees in their limestone pots flanked the fountain with its little rill bisecting the elegant space. It was a peaceful scene, far removed from the cacophony of traffic outside the Victorian terrace walls, Star Jasmine clambered up the side of the garage where the Mercedes slept, undisturbed, in a walnut-panelled dream, exuding status and wealth. This description hints at the life situation of the owner of the house, his moneyed lifestyle, and his self-conscious cultural pretensions. We learn more about him as the chapter progresses, but by placing him in his home environment, we start to bring him to life. There's a fashion in writing these days to avoid adjectives and adverbs. Certainly, these shouldn't be overworked, but without them, atmosphere can be lost. Dialogue and plot development can do a great deal, but this writer believes that we are losing something of the lyrical quality of prose, the beauty of well-turned phrases, and our craft is the poorer for it. Having said that, if you're writing detective fiction or a crime thriller, you might want to rely on a fast-paced, punchy style. And of course that's perfectly fine, but your work will only be the better for a few well-drawn descriptions in order to anchor your characters in their environment. Another way is to use metaphors, but you do need to be careful with metaphors and similes, lest you wind up writing something like The Student Immortalized in the Washington Post. She had a deep, throaty, genuine laugh that sounded like a dog makes just before it throws up. Unless, of course, you're writing comedy, in which case, have at it. But in all cases, make very sure that the descriptions support the plot. Don't just throw in something atmospheric to pad the story. One of the hardest things to learn is how to be economical in our writing, using just enough description to sketch the image we have in mind. It takes a lot of practice, much editing, And reworking. But when we persevere, the result is worth the effort. And now, having crafted your plot, drawn your characters, and begun to create atmosphere, how do you drive the story forward? We've all read books that we've abandoned partway through. Maybe the story dragged or it galloped so fast you literally lost the plot. Perhaps it meandered off on a side story and never quite made it back. Or perhaps the author lost interest somewhere along the line and the writing became dead. Pacing is one of the most difficult aspects when it comes to writing fiction. If you're writing suspense, you need to give your readers a breather now and then, but without allowing the tension to collapse entirely. I do this by running parallel stories, both of which possess elements of tension but allow the reader some respite as they pick up the threads of the second narrative. I also finish certain chapters with something which encourages my readers to keep turning the pages. There are many ways of keeping the interest going and driving the plot forward. If you're writing a slow burner Perhaps you can provide insights into the character's motives. Hint at inner darkness. Work in a strange anomaly which creates a feeling of unease. Don't be afraid to play with ideas. Only by experimenting and allowing our imaginations free reign can you arrive at the imagery you want to project. You can write retrospectively. You can write in a linear way if the pace is fast. You can create a dreamlike quality with time shifts. Don't confuse your readers, but don't make it too easy for them either. Let them discover things for themselves by use of the occasional hint. Nothing obvious, just enough that they'll look back and think, "Hmm, aha, I thought there was something strange there. This is also where metaphor-creating atmosphere can come into play. In Children of the Gods, I heralded the danger faced by the female protagonist by ending a chapter with this paragraph. As they walked to the car, the cat watched them again from the shadows, a dead rat clamped between its jaws. Not until they had left the last echoes of the engine fading into the distance, did it drop the small body onto the cobblestones and begin its slow enjoyment of a long-awaited meal. This description alludes to the metaphorical devouring of the woman by men with no conscience or empathy, but it also hints at a shift in the group dynamics which will change everything. The Children of Myth trilogy is dark and filled with foreboding. But perhaps you're writing a light romance. You might want to follow the time-honoured pattern of girl meets boy, boy loses girl, girl and boy reunited, or some variation on the theme. It's always important to incorporate some tension. Otherwise, it'll just be happy families where nothing much happens. Regardless of your plot structure. You will need to keep it moving by judicious use of light and shadow, joy and sorrow, perhaps comedy and tragedy. Take breaks and then reread. We get too close to our work and often can't see what is glaringly obvious to others. A bit of distance will help us to see the flaws, and of course, a good editor will also do this for us. In the fourth and final episode of this podcast series, I'll cover editing together with language and voice. But for now, think about atmosphere. Practice mindfulness, absorbing the sensory inputs around you. Write little descriptive vignettes, and if they work, put them into your ideas folder for later use. But whatever you do, keep writing every day if you can manage it. And may your metaphors and similes sing, but preferably not like the student who wrote, he was deeply in love. When she spoke, he thought he heard bells as if she were a garbage truck backing up. Until next time, enjoy the journey.